back to Big Red Birdies with Lindsay Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Big Red Birdies here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Megan Whitaker here with Lindsay Teal. And we have our quirky question coming up, but before we get into that, sounds like we had texter come in during the break. Yes, uh, we've got a question here. Um, hello, ladies. What is your home course? So we actually have a few of them. Um, I would say Firethorn is the one that we probably spend the most time at, um, especially with qualifying and things like that. Uh, but we also are at Jim Ager quite a bit this year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we, we realized at the beginning of this year, just pulling up our stats from last year, that our par three scoring, um, we really wanted to improve on this year. So that was kind of like our main focus, uh, one of our main focuses, I guess. So we've spent a lot of time there. We've qualified there a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but we've just played a lot. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of practices there. And then Hillcrest, we play a little bit too. So which yeah. is your favorite? I don't know, honestly. Um We've definitely been at Firethorn the most, I would say. And so I think yeah. that's always nice. I mean, very nice range. Um, we've been in that bunker a lot this year, <laughs> so you and I. Much. Yeah. Hours. Hours <laughs> in that bunker. They've got very good sand in there. They do. Um, I think we know every inch of that bunker. We do. <laughs> Inside the bunker, outside yeah. the bunker, everything. We've yeah. We've had a lot of practice there. But it's it's such a good course to play because it pushes you in so many ways i mean it's just a very demanding especially that back nine you just are forced to hit good golf shots i think and especially when you have wind out there Mm -hmm. so i think we're very lucky to be able to go out there so much just because it's i would say a college level golf course that we see all the time i think the thing that i really appreciate about it too is with a home course it's it's really easy to just kind of get complacent going to like going there to practice every day and oh, we know this like the back of our hands and like Mm -hmm. we know exactly where to go. We know exactly what we're hitting on every shot. It's really easy to get that way, but I don't think Firethorn allows that. No. At all. Like Mm -mm. every time I feel like we play that course, you have to be so mentally sharp. You have to have a plan for every shot that you're hitting. Um, When you get to the greens, it doesn't matter how well we know those greens. Like you're still having new putts Mm -hmm. and your speed has to be good. Your speed has to be good or you can get into trouble really fast. Um, So I think... Yeah, I mean, it makes it difficult, and I remember my freshman year, um, I hated Firethorn Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of freshmen feel that way. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I know, but I think I've just really come to appreciate that the longer I've played there is like, wow, I still need to be as mentally sharp as I did that first time when I was Mm -hmm. a freshman because there's no breaks out there no really you can't take any breaks. no and there's a lot of places on those greens where you're dead if you miss the green in a certain spot yeah so it yeah it just demands it demands a lot from you which is good because I think that forces us to be mentally ready mm-hmm. especially when there's wind too I mean that adds a whole nother element yeah. when you have wind at Firethorn yeah so that's where like I I mean people talk about home courses and you think of home courses as like Oh, that's my home course. That's yeah. a place where I can just like breeze through it. And mm-hmm. I know everything about it, but that is not, that is not the case with Firethorn. Mm-hmm. It presents just as good of a test every time yes, that we go does. out there, which I feel like makes it a, a great home course. Mm-hmm. It makes us so much better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very lucky and it's nice that we've been able to use Jim Ager so much. We, yeah. 
at least I can say my wedges have gotten so much better already these last two months um, because typically when we have practice there, we'll go play at least nine holes and we'll yeah. play one from the normal tees and then we'll drop one in the fairway from, you know, 20 to 100 yards. And those distances have gotten so much better between fairway and rough and all of that. It's just, mm-hmm. I think, helped all of us understand how far we're flying it, how far balls release. I mean, yeah. I think we've collectively gotten better with wedges because of Jim Ager. Yeah, I, I would agree. And they change up kind of their, I mean, their greens roll very true. They're very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've actually been quite a bit like some of the courses that we've gone and had tournaments at. So that has really helped us prepare for that. Yeah. They're they're quick. Yeah. And it can get away from you really fast if you're not paying attention yes, to your it speed. Can. So it's by no means... Um, Again, like it, it isn't a course where we just feel like we can go out and breeze through it. No. Like we're still having to really pay attention to our wedges and really pay attention to the speed of our putts, um, which I would say is the other main focus for our team this year yeah. is is speed mm-hmm. on the putting green. So it's really helped for that, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Yeah. We're lucky. We have a lot of different options and Hillcrest is great too. We haven't yeah. been out there as much this year as the other two, but you know. We do we do use it. We played a worst ball scramble out there a few weeks ago, and that course that wasn't was a breeze either. So <laughs> what was that? Was it five of us? Five of us doing a worst ball scramble. And we did a worst ball scramble. So yeah, yeah worst it, ball off the tee. Go find it. I'll hit from there. Worst shot out of those. I'll go hit it, from there. <laughs> we all had to make every putt. And we all had to make every putt. Yeah. So we had a four footer. What was it? Four or five feet on the first hole. All five of us had to make that putt yeah. for it to count. Yeah. So the pressure was on that. I I didn't realize, I think with that drill, how much pressure I was going to feel. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more than best ball for sure. Oh yeah. Because best ball, it it really takes the pressure off you. But I don't know. I just hadn't thought I had never done a worst ball scramble before we did that. But when you're the last one hitting, it puts so much pressure Mm -hmm. on you. Oh, especially when the other four balls are all in really good spots. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, or you have to make a putt, or I just I was I hadn't thought that through and didn't think about that, but wow, I yeah. I, I was glad we kind of switched up. We had like a little rotation of who would have to go last. <laughs> yeah, because it just got to be a lot. Like oh my, I did not like going last. It was so much pressure. But I mean, yeah, it's a good drill to create. It's pressure a very good drill. If, if, yeah, I mean I've done it a couple times with um, my high school team. We did it, and I've even done it like with my brother or just by myself and even by yourself it's really tough to do a two ball worst ball because it forces you if you hit a good drive great now hit another good drive yeah you have to back it up with another good one and that's a like you said it's a good way to create pressure and I feel like that's a big question even for us is like when you're in a practice setting how do you still when we're in a practice setting and still trying to maintain like that competitive mindset and still trying to make sure we're engaged in like creating pressure I feel like that's a question a lot of times is how to do that and how to like still make sure that we're very on in that way um so yeah that's a great drill for for that yeah it really is pressure yeah so yeah those are kind of the three home courses that we use this year but uh we can jump to our quirky question for the day um which is what is our most embarrassing uh rules moment in all of our years of golf (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because there are a lot of rules a yeah. lot of rules yeah there are um and we've been playing golf for a long time mm-hmm. my worst one 
was probably, I think I was a sophomore or maybe a junior in high school. <laughs> I go up, it was like a par four, found a ball that said Pro V1, <laughs> hit it up on the green. I get up there and there's all these logos on it. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I it. just hit the wrong ball. <laughs> and worst part about it is then you have to, you know, tell your group you just yeah. hit the wrong ball. Then you have to go find your mm. initial ball and it's a two-stroke penalty. Mm. Um so that was bad. I think the That's worst part about it was I think two or three tournaments later, I did the same thing. <laughs> no. And you would you think after learn. you did it once, you would learn. Um, yeah. After that, I did learn. And I switched up how I marked my balls. Okay. And I switched to Titleist 22s for a while because no one else had a 22. Because <laughs> I hit the wrong four one time. Okay. And I hit the wrong. I just read Pro V1 out of the rough. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm playing Pro V1. And now I mark outside the Pro V1. I just still do my markings to make sure yes. that even when it's in the rough and that's the only part of the ball you can see. You can still see it. I, I can recognize ask, my own it, ball. Was it like the lie of the ball or was it your markings? Um, It was the lie both, both times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I only saw the four one time and I only saw the Pro V1 one time and I couldn't see my markings. So now my markings are a lot bigger. And yeah. So did you find your yeah. original? I did find my original. Yeah. <laughs> That would be like the walk of shame to go back it is. and have to go find your original. Yeah, The worst wow. was doing it a few tournaments later. And like, I just <laughs> did that. Yeah. I, I know better. It's a pretty common one though. Yeah. Like you, every once in a while you see, it's so unfortunate. I feel for people when that happens, but mm -hmm. every once in a while you do see it Yeah, happen. Yeah. What's yours? I, <laughs> so now this rule has changed. This, I think this rule changed one or two years after my unfortunate event but um i was a sophomore at the state tournament um it was at carney country club hole 17 i will never forget <laughs> and i had hit the ball into the hazard um but like i found it still thought i was able to play it but like wasn't really sure about my lie and i i don't know thinking back like i was 16 i feel like i knew this rule or i should have known like i had played in hazards my whole life i don't know if i was just like stressed or really sped up because i was in the hazard and it was a state tournament i don't know i don't really remember what my thought process was but i just started like swinging in the hazard and i think it was i was swinging like back and forth and so it added up to like four. There was a rules official who was like nearby who saw oh, it. Oh, wow. And so he came and talked to me about it after. And he's like, yeah, I, I think you like grounded your club four times. <laughs> so it was four shots. And I think I was able to, I, I don't even remember what happened after that. But I think I still, like I played my ball and then he came and talked to me. So I think it was just four shots. Do you added. remember what you took on the hole? I think a 10 or 11. Oh, I could, wow. Yeah, it was up there. Cause it, yeah, so yeah, that, that was tough. And I, now, now you can do that. Well, we can do it, but I get so paranoid. Like even at this last tournament, I was in a hazard the other day and, and you didn't touch anything. Well, there was a rules official there and yeah. I was like, I'm just making sure I can touch the hazard. And I know that that's a rule. Like that rule has changed now and you can ground your club, but I always, <laughs> every time I'm in a hazard, I just get so paranoid about it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've had four strokes here before. <laughs> it's probably best if I just don't grab my club but yeah that's my most embarrassing one that that one and then the worst part is like people saw a 10 or 11 on my scorecard so of course they're gonna ask like oh yeah. my gosh what happened there and I'm like well I mean it wasn't my golf I just took four strokes and a hazard yeah so yeah that that was a tough one but thankfully that rule is changed 
yeah just a few years too late mm-hmm. for me but there's some interesting rules out there yeah there really is you I, you actually learned about some because we were talking about hand warmers and i had no idea yes i didn't know these either i swear there's there are just so many rules out there and thank goodness we have rules officials yeah at all these tournaments because there's just a ton of them but no our coach was telling me this the other day that it, you cannot have your ball um in the same pocket as a hand warmer during a round of golf um i i don't really know yeah. the reason for that i'm guessing so you can't warm it up and there's probably something with the makeup of the ball that one, and then you can't have hand warmers inside your driver head cover. Learn that one, too. I can say I've never thought to do that. Well, I did, and so that's why I asked her. I was like, hey. Oh, you, you, could, did, you did do that. Well, no, I did. I, like, I asked her because oh. I was thinking about it because I was like, well, like everything's just a lot. I didn't want to like crack a driver or something. It was cold. So I just asked her because she was with me on the first tee, and I was like, oh. You know, I had my hand warmers in my hand. I was like, oh, what if I would just like put them in my head cover? And she was like, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I won't. I'm going to put them back in my pocket, but the <laughs> nah. opposite pocket of my golf ball. Um, that and then the other one, you can't um, like breathe, like huff on your golf ball. Didn't know that one either, but she said she saw someone doing it and had to go tell their coach to tell them to stop because it's illegal. Wow. I also didn't know that one, but I guess that is... She said... Jeannie didn't know the reason for this one. She said it was uh, the moisture, like, decreases spin or something on the ball. I don't know. Leave it to her to know that. I, I didn't know that. But, yeah, so crazy rules. I I don't know. So many of them. But, yeah, the hand warmer one is so interesting to me because sometimes you have hand warmers. I actually don't think I've ever – I don't think I've ever had my ball in the same pocket as a hand warmer, but – there were some days in high school I just had hand warmers in all different pockets, mm-hmm. losing track of where they all were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if a ball ever touched the same pocket. I mean, that's I, just such an interesting rule to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It if does. It, if, I, I don't know the science behind a golf ball, but I guess if if it does make a difference, that makes sense to me. But it is kind of just hard to keep track of. Like, I know in this, then I was conscious about it for the rest of the round. But, I mean, I had hand warmers everywhere in and especially when you're in that many layers, like I had so many pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I had like four pants pockets, four jacket, you know, just everywhere. And I had hand warmers in a lot of them. So I was very, I left one open without a hand warmer. That is for sure. Yeah. So I could put my ball there. But yeah, crazy rules. Text us if you guys have any crazy rule stories or anything like that. We would enjoy reading those. But um, we're going to cut to break and then we'll be back for our last segment uh, where we're going to be talking a lot about playing in the wind so we'll be right back here on 93.7 the ticket